Welcome to Nerdables. This week, as you can tell, we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Join me. I'm R.A. Joining me are Chris and Ethan. I almost forgot myself. <laughs> I say that's got that still has one of the greatest bass lines in any theme song that I've heard of. Like just a do 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 do. You know. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> That's one of the best themes, just overall. It, it is a great theme, yeah. No, I mean, it's the iconic. I mean, itself. that's the that's the thing. It helps you. You, know, you have to have a, a successful movie. Nobody remembers theme you know. song, not score, because there's a difference yeah. between songs and scores. It's, I know. Yeah, I know. Me. Don't look at me like that. Yeah, fuck off. Um, as I said, it's one of the best themes. It's an iconic piece of music mm-hmm. that you get with successful films. Nobody remembers. You know, you get a score piece for some movie that nobody saw. You don't have, like, the theme to Mystery Men being like, oh, yeah, that was amazing. Four people saw that film, and I was one of them. That um, was... Um, <laughs> ben Stiller? No, yeah. no. Was um, ben Stiller wasn't that one, Yes, right? but I'm talking about the theme song. Was... Um, it wasn't like a Smash Mouth song. It was Smash Mouth, yes. Yeah. Anyway, that specifically, you know, to make, a, to, make, to make a song for a film that works. You really listen to the news? Back to the Future. Yeah, you've got that. I mean, all the new Bond ones mm-hmm. really kind of put through it. I mean, Adele's Skyfall as a song by itself is so beautiful. Yeah. Just a brilliant song is then <laughs> attached to it. God, I've heard Billy Eilish's uh, Bond song so many times today. It's not funny. Oh, so did you just watch 15 minutes and fall asleep over and over today? No, I, I really, I don't. I had to go to a client's house. Because they were having an issue with their theater and they were getting this clicking noise and it was when they were watching Bond. So I had... Is it the the annoying gun song or gun sound every time someone speaks on them? No, it was almost like a a metronome song. I was like... What the hell was I watching the other night? Maybe they just wanted to sing. Um, Oh God, it was so annoying. But I had to... I had to try to get rid of it and it was just over and over again. I can't remember what the hell I was watching, but it's one of those things that every time, you know, someone's holding a pistol or a rifle and it's mm-hmm. like a Mexican standoff. And every time someone turns, <laughs> what is that sound coming from here, here? Here's the sound of a pistol moving from towards my right, towards my left. That's what it sounds like. It's not, you know, and, and they're like, oh, they're, they're clicking the hammer. I'm like, didn't you click That's the hammer when you what I was thinking? It was it's just like when people on shows with shotguns every time, you know, the guy busts into the door and then, no, do that before, you dumbass. We bust in the door and you should be ready to fire. It just looks cooler, though, when you see it on scene. Oh, yeah. or, or you see them, you see them, you know, load the shell in the shotgun. And then a second later, they load the shell in the shotgun yeah, again. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're walking up to the door. Like, you just wasted a full <laughs> shell. It's on the other side of the room now. Um The pistol thing always drives me crazy because it's like any, any modern pistol is double action. Yeah. So you're not... You're not pulling it out of your waistband and clicking the hammer back before you point it at whoever you're going to kill. Mm-hmm. Oy, oy. Well, on revolvers, the reason you do it is because it gives you a quicker... The revolver, quicker... the revolver I get, and anything that's really old is I get. But yes. in a modern, you know, you got guys pulling out SIGs and Glocks. <laughs> yeah. and, I mean, hell. The, well, the... you got to bring the, the slide back. No, you don't. Glock, don't you? No, when you, if you bring the slide back, you're, you're injecting the, car, the shell. Yeah, you, you bring the slide back when you first... Put in the magazine and then you pull the slide back. That's not what I'm talking about. Mm. They're pulling out of host- holsters or whatever, 
pointing it at you one-handed, not doing anything. It was like, doesn't make any sense it's at all. It's the noise of coming out the holster or, of the belt clip. No, or it's they the noise the... Of, of that's what everybody expects now. Or they point Someone to... redubbed the movie. It was something like Mr. and Mrs. Smith or something. Oh, where they bad. took all of them out. And it's weird because you're watching it and knowing this is a this is a movie and they're going to get it wrong. And so you just see them like, just pointing, just pointing guns and no. The gun, the gun. I mean, they had so many gun problems with that movie. But it, it's funny is when you're watching a movie and they pull the gun out and, they, and they're like putting them in somebody's face like they're going to shoot them. And then they pull the hammer back on an, you know, on semi-automatic gun. or Usually you know, it's, the, it's the threatening, you know. Yes. I'm going to shoot you. I mean it. And I'm like, you yeah. could have shot him the first time. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a double action. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Hey, I mean, so Ghostbusters. It's in. <laughs> Ghostbusters doesn't have that problem because their guns are unlicensed nuclear accelerator ones. Okay. So it's been a week. We're going to say, if you haven't seen it, there is going to be some Judging spoilers. by the box office. I don't think anybody here has anybody who's listening has it. I mean, they might have thrown in other countries. Well, did you see, before we get into it, Bond actually became the highest grossing movie of 2021. Or the pandemic era. Not that hard. But Ghostbusters... Also shows you how bad the Marvel films did. <laughs> right? Um, Ghostbusters is going to destroy that. Destroying mm-hmm. it. It's such a good movie. It deserves a non-pandemic release. Yeah, this is as close as you're going to get. I know that. I mean, within a year. Yeah. I mean, I uh, whatever you're going to as a movie theater now, you're likely to go to as a movie theater in a year. Sure. Hopefully, it depends if South Africa COVID comes and gets us, and then we're all in lockdown again. Um, but yes, it, it's it's a film that is as close to perfect as mm-hmm. I can think of in yeah. terms of a, a, a long-awaited reboot sequel, like bringing the story up to steam, mm-hmm. just as the story exists as it does, and here we are in a new place. And a true I had mentioned it, you know, that first trailer going. Boy, that feels really good. Yeah. To set it away from New York, perfect. Mm -hmm. To not have the originals in it very much, perfect. To give reasons why. To have the connections, perfect. Yeah. The humor in it is fantastic. Mm -hmm. The Easter eggs, the nods, the first three quarters of that film, it's so subtle. Yeah. And that's what I loved. You know, you walk into, again, super spoilers. When they go to Egon's house, uh-huh. the book stack. Yes. And I'm just like, <laughs> the book stack, whatever the line is. And I was like, that's what it was. But it's not someone pointing at it and going, hey, that's what grandpa talked about happening at the library. Right. None of that is in that first kind of three quarters. Obviously, but even when, she, even when she's got the, even when uh, McKenna Grace, his character, has the, the uh, wand and she takes the safety off and says the safety's off. Yeah. That's such a that's such a little Easter egg, and it's, it's just those perfect. little the, the little callbacks that don't bring a lot of attention to themselves. Obviously, mm-hmm. in the last quarter of the film, the last twenty minutes of the film, all the callbacks are intentional because of what the situation sure. demands. And you're sort of like, yeah, I get it. You know, it's almost too much. When I got there, I'm like, yeah, I don't need every line from the first movie repeated. <laughs> like, for God's sakes. And then when they cross the streams and she uncrosses, yeah, that was kind do, of that was kind of yeah. They do. There's a little bit, there's a little much there where it's like, oh my God, this is just the same thing. And it's played for laughs to a certain degree. Totally. It's done. I mean, it's, it's incredibly well. Um, obviously having everybody on board really, really helps having Brightman, having Aykroyd, having Murray, um, all helping to write it. 
uh, and and just it just the feeling in it, and, and it's just every and let's face it, Paul Rudd is an American hero. I mean, for God's <laughs> sakes, the man is wonderful in everything, and he's and, and that's the thing is they don't give you too much of him either. He's just enough to be there that you like his character, right? And he helps move that story forward by being an idiot. Um, yeah, let's just open it. Let's figure out what it is. This will be fine. <laughs> All right, I'm going home. See you later. Well, but that's he is somebody. His character would be representative of somebody that grew up in the eighties that yeah, saw that this in New York. That connection to yes. Yeah, I mean he. I mean one reason he may have gone into science and he kind of says it is because of you know what yeah. he witnessed. So why wouldn't he? I mean, I'm and sure if we saw if like, we saw a ghost trap, we're going to want to open it up. Yeah. No, uh, not me. <laughs> I saw that movie. No, it's just like <laughs> oh, I've seen cool. enough movies that if, if I'm in a house and there's a basement and there's no light and there's a down there, I'm not going down there. I'm going home. <laughs> like I'll see you later. This house is no more. I'm just gonna burn it to the ground. You had the um, Slimer type character without actually having Slimer. You ha- yeah, you had kind of the the beats were the same and where, and I think it was obvious enough that you didn't. It wasn't like you know when we walked away from Force Awakens. I think it took us two days to realize it was just Star Wars, right? And then that became a, a, a detriment to it. We started lambasting. It's like, oh, it's just Star Wars. Mm. This is sort of just the same thing, but the setting is different. Characters are different. You had Rainier Wolfcastle. What the fuck is that guy's name? The the other dude, the the, the older brother. What is his real name? Oh, is it a wolf something? Wolfsplain? Wolfsplain? I don't know. But everybody is good. And that's the other thing. Is no Stranger one, kids. No one, Stranger kids. Yeah. yeah. No one annoyed yeah. me. And the, mom, the mom kind of annoyed me a little the, bit. I was fine with the mom, but especially, yeah. like, look. Kids in movies usually annoy me, but they did such a great job with them, and they're just so great that I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. And, and it all felt kind of genuine. You know, what he goes through, what his little sister goes through, yeah, what we get with podcasts. Finn Wolfhard. What is it? Finn Wolfhard. Jeez. He's got to be plowing half a Hollywood. But Carrie, Carrie Coon's character, she plays the mom. I would, she, <sighs> the animosity she had towards... Egon at first was what was bothering me, but I get it. Once you start explaining it, it makes a lot of sense. Yes. Yes. Because it, and it is, it sort of damns him as a character of leaving with, and, and Ray does the same thing. Yes. You know, when she calls, when the youngest calls Ray and you get the story is for whatever reason, Egon decided not to tell anybody what he was really doing. Phoebe. Yeah. He, he decides not to tell the others. He doesn't tell his wife, assuming, or, or the, the kid, Hey, uh, so remember what happened in New York? It's happening again, and I got to go stop it, and nobody believes me. Yeah, and they they do themselves. They put kind of the feeling from the phone call from Ray is once the second movie ends, they go back exactly where the beginning of that film is, which is there's no activity anymore. We're done. Um, it just starts to peter out to a degree. It seemed like it seemed like that there may be some more activity because you do see. You do see Echo One on the uh, on on the Brooklyn Bridge, and then you see you get that little bit of Winston at the end where he reopens. The, it almost feels like he's starting Ghostbusters Global. He can't. What I'm saying is, at the end of Ghostbusters Two, yes. they get the they put the Statue of Liberty back and everything. It falls into the same thing as when that when that movie opens, they're at a kids party because there's nothing to do. Right, right. What it feels like. In the, the backstory of this is that happened again. Yes. And as they're struggling to move forward, Egon is the one that keeps going and says, well, then I'll just take everything and I got to go fix this. Right. Because we're in the wrong place. Because again, the activity stops because they're good in New York. Yeah. There's nothing in New York anymore. Um, 
Gozer ain't coming back to New York. New York kicked his ass. I like love that. how they, they, they set up the dates, though, when you when you get into the yeah. temple. Yeah, and so the temple, it just, it was, um, it's the first movie in 2021, and so far, and probably to the end, the only movie in 2021 that I wanted desperately to see again. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I, I, I like Black Widow. I still was like, yeah, I don't need to go see this again right now. Um, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, same thing. Even James Bond. I love the James Bond film. It wasn't something that made me go, I need to go watch this again right now. This was, I need to go see this. Also, it helps that, man, did I have to pee. <laughs> there, I left twice. I'm so I know. You, you really, yeah, I was surprised. With, you know that the James Bond opening song doesn't hit until 26 minute mark? Yeah. I in the it. movie? Oh, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> so you haven't heard it yet. You just only get 15 minutes in, and then you got to start over, right? Well, no, uh, I, I have heard it. I, I've watched all the way up to the end of the song. Hmm. And then I start over. Okay, so you're in half hour into it, in just 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, and and right when spec when Spectre attacks is when I, I stop. Haven't seen, haven't heard anyone that hates the film. I haven't seen any negativity about it. I've seen people that are just like, yeah, it's all right, and I think those people weren't big Ghostbusters fan in the world. Correct. And so they're like, we went to see it, and they probably the first ones to point out like this is just like the first movie. Um, which I, I don't hate. I mean, if you do that and you do it well, I mean, hell, mm-hmm. look at it's first-person shooter games. Right. You're never going to have one that just totally blows you away, mm-hmm. but you're going to be like, all right, this is awesome. They do mm-hmm. everything really well. And that's the, they took everything from that film and somehow, and, and the shocking thing is when you watch Ghostbusters, when we see them making and we see everything, that movie should not work. Correct. It shouldn't work. It only works because of those four, four actors. Yes. It works because of Murray. It works because of Ramis. It works um, because the of the supporting Ackroyd. actors would be. It really works. If you don't have four strong if, if actors, if you don't have that connection between the four um, of them, yes. Ernie Hudson. Yes. Let's, let's not deny what Ernie Hudson brings to that film. Because when you start to get into that film and you're like, wow, there's a lot of science. These guys are total dorks. You bring in Winston and as the sort of like, okay, that's, that's my guy. Yeah. That's the guy. You can tell people that aren't super sick. It's like, oh yeah, my favorite Ghostbuster is the black guy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and so they picked the right moment for him to come in to that film. And so, you know, the, all those pieces that are here, it was good to have the brother kind of removed a little bit from it versus how Phoebe was. They weren't the same. Yes. Um, so that when he comes around, it's sort of like, okay, I get it now. I get what you're, what you're talking about. And, and they did a good job of establishing Phoebe's genius early on mm-hmm. so that when she starts to mess around with the proton packs and the, and the stuff that Egon has, that it's not out of left field. It's not like, you know, yeah. Pa- even like somebody like Paul Rudd picking it up and going, Oh look, you know, yeah. they, but they, they said that they, um, one of the things they did was they added to the proton pack, the uh, startup switch because you never see the startup switch. You never see the you proton see pack it, no. start up. You in just the movie. hear it. Yeah. That's, when I was a kid, that was my favorite scene. The elevator scene was my favorite scene. Yeah. When she would wear each one, I was carrying an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on his back. Switch me on. And they all moved to the other side. And <laughs> 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 I was like, yeah, like that was so freaking hilarious. But I mean, the beats for this movie were really good. And then when you get to the end of it and the reveal of Egon in the movie as a, as a specter, it's not, it doesn't feel out of place. It doesn't feel pushed. Or, they introduce or, or him as, as a, a fan servant very well. Yes, mm-hmm. and the idea that you just sort of get okay, he's he's you know he's in the house. Um, but even I see. I, I was wondering if they would actually show him, 
and I was thinking, okay, they, you know, you've already established that he's there, you know, with the chest and everything else, and and how he's guiding. Well, even the whole the beginning of the movie. Yes, yeah, it's good establishment of like how his. Well, you can, how and you do it at night. You do go. it where you don't have to show his face. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the good you, thing with that is it really gives you like what the hell is going on, and then as they start revealing, oh, mm-hmm. oh, that was okay. Now yeah. I get it. Yeah, but even just when you when you see him, it's. I started crying. Mm. I mean, I really, I, every time, you know, as soon as it was Egon, a good moment, I, it was really well executed. How well would that moment have been if it was Slimer instead? <laughs> Not Pan out and it's just Slimer. Well, see, I thought, I thought, um, well, cause you first see him in the stream, you know, sort of thing yes. as it starts to light up and then, and then he takes a, a more of a form. I thought at the end when, you know, in the, uh, after credit scene, when, uh, Bill Murray sitting there with Sigourney Weaver, mm-hmm. and they're doing that. I thought that the reason he was knowing what it was would have been really cool is if it was Slimer behind her making like the symbols. Hand, like hand, hand symbols or something. Yeah. Beth goes, that's cool, but that would have been way too much. Because you know, you would have had it where Slimer stayed with Peter mm-hmm. you know, through everything. Yeah. Even after, you know, after it, he he just lived with him. I am kind of surprised that they didn't have any mention to Slimer, or like there wasn't any like little. Remember Easter though, egg or in the like movies, that. Slimer wasn't that big of a deal. Even in two, yeah, it was. It was in the cartoon. Slimer became Slimer part was the of the character team. in the cartoon. Yeah. Yes, in the movie, everyone remembered Slimer because it was the first one. Well, even like saw. a little Easter egg or something would have been. Yeah, cool. No, was, I think but, that was uh, that I was mean, the right choice not to make it. But I thought it would have been. I think that was the right choice not to not to do that. It's interesting now. Yeah, is because we know. Well, I don't know if we know. There's a third game. There's a game that was really supposed to be Ghostbusters three. It was so two point five. Yeah. yeah, it's considered canon. So yes. I wonder if that still sticks. And then the cartoon has always been kind of weird because sort of like that's supposed to be between one and two. But even that was still in New York. Yeah. Uh, and the cartoon was after two because remember their clothes. They. No, it, it was between. It was between one and two. Because they had to switch you uniforms. You forget how long it was between one and two. But mm-hmm. that was the reason why then, two they had different color uniforms yeah. was because the car, the uniforms, because they had ectoplasm all over them, became ghosts. Uh, you know, And they had to actually fight the, the original mm-hmm. costumes. I should have watched that cartoon before it left Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched that cartoon a lot. So the proton packs. There was too many. <laughs> I kept, when I got to the end of it, after you see how Egon set up this this containment well, yes, field, there's there's a, there's a huge hole, and I said it as soon as we were back in the car, because when when she calls Ray, Ray says he took everything, and then all of a sudden, in the end, again, super spoilers that we've already spoiled. When they come back, they all got packs, and, and, and they're like, and their "Where did those come from?" Because they, they didn't go to the mine and pick them up. You know, unless is that what we're supposed to believe? Like, but even even in the mind, the novelization, at least one of them got destroyed. Yeah, it got destroyed. So I was just like, mm, yeah, I don't know. I was like, man, there's a lot of extra stuff here because if you tell me, Ray said he took everything. He took the car. He took the packs. I think he took. He, took, he said. He think he lit, he literally says he took our packs. Yes. He took our he took our uniforms and our packs and the car and left, mm-hmm. and we never knew what happened to him. Um. So where do those come from? That's what I want to know. In the moment, yeah, it's great. But as soon as the movie's over, I was like, wait a minute. How many extra packs do they have? Mm-hmm. How cheap are those things? Did they get them from Hasbro Pulse for $500? That's what I want to know. <laughs> but also, you got you might think, like... They may have... After a while, been, they may have... Yeah. Well, because remember, Janine... Well, no, no. In I the mean, cartoon, Janine had one, 
And so did uh, Rick Moranis' character. No, what I mean is like, you know, yeah, Egon <laughs> took a bunch, but maybe he's exaggerating. He took them all. Like, they may have had something left in the firehouse. Like, you know, they probably have a few of these because you never know if something breaks or whatever. They yeah, have one. So, speaking of the firehouse. Winston bought the firehouse. When Winston, when, at the end of it, when they show you the firehouse and they show you the ghost containment, Mm-hmm. I thought that might be where Slimer could come out too, or yeah. you go into it and you see him in there. Because in the cartoon, they show you the inside of the containment field. All yeah, the time. they have to go into it. Yeah, because it's the well. That's where the Sanhain character was for all those times. Right, those bastards! They must stop the ghost bastards and get out of here. And it was like yeah, that place doesn't look that bad. I mean, they got places to sit. They can just chill. <laughs> they made like, it really like, nice. Yeah. Why did why'd you bust out of that? Why'd you have to blow up the top of the building? Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, that's what I thought of it is maybe like, yeah, Egon took a bunch of them, but he didn't take all. So he's just over exaggerating. Like it's a small enough piece. I mean, it's it's the, it's the, the pop culture nitpicked in me that I always try to get rid of, but they still can't help it. I'm still like, (laughs) where did those come from? Like, come on. on. Well, they may, you know, they could have gone to the underground shelter that Egon had and got them, which by the way, I mean, I'll buy, I'll buy the idea that if Winston bought, the firehouse that there was still stuff in there that Egon didn't take. Yeah. You know, he gets the property he was in and a hurry, he saved it. So yeah. he, was, he just grabbed whatever he could have taken. He made sure he took, he took enough that he could put, set up what he wanted to set up. Cause remember the suits that the kids grab don't have name tags on them yeah. except for one. Yeah. And that's the one that Phoebe wears. Yeah. Um, should be two sizes too big. For there it. is one other question. So you, you have a, a, a firehouse pole to get <laughs> down into the underground mm-hmm. layer. How do you get out? Climb. The stairs. What stairs? The stairs that aren't near the pole. Yeah. Or you climb up the pole. Or you come out of that, the other relief that they first find, the first, the one that No, I I imagine it being the pole is inside the house and there's a staircase on the outside of the house, like a basement, basically. No, the pole's on the outside and it probably goes underneath. Yeah, because it's in the other little house building. There's there's a pole on the outside, but there's a stairway inside the house that goes into a basement, which that is. That's pretty much just a basement. Breaking, breaking. <laughs> I figured I might as well use it. Um, you know, and they, and they established on the, that the that the son could you know fix cars, so he was able to fix Ecto Ecto One, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it, I th- the each of the characters worked, the location worked. It was like a said, fun they, movie. They it, felt genuine. You know, their their foibles, their their disappointments and their anger and whatever all felt real and it never felt it was too much. Yes. You know, again, like, like in terms of the mom for me is like, I totally get that of her being angry and getting, uh, there no, and, like, I understand it now, but at first everything. it was kind of annoying to me. And then her relationship as, with her kids are, are just antagonistic enough. Yeah. It doesn't go over, you know, they don't have the big blow up, mm-hmm. you know, or what you don't understand me, mom, you never loved me. I don't get any of that crap. Right. You know, she goes and gets her kids out of jail and then yeah. she gets mad when they get home. Like, yeah, you get it. And, well, then and when she, she just sees says that room. Phoebe, you know, she, well, I wish Phoebe would get into trouble. And she does. Yeah. Um, the the whole Gozer thing being neither, ma- neither male nor female. You know, that was a little woke joke in there. But it works. It because Gozer, Gozer wouldn't be. You wouldn't know. Yeah. Destructor. I mean, At least we didn't get it. We didn't get another. The thing I was afraid of as it started to follow those beats, like. I don't need another giant creature. Don't give yeah. me, you know, a scarecrow that's 90 feet tall or anything. And then they, they, I think they, 
The state they resisted, they resisted some of those moments that were too much. Mm-hmm. And they did a good job of deciding, like, yeah, doing that beat doesn't make any sense. Leave that in the first film. You know, those kind of things. Yeah. The the having Well, I mean, you get the Paul Rudd basically plays the Venkman character to a degree of mm-hmm. the romantic interest or whatever, but and it was all, f- but because you get it so much from the kid's perspective, it's just, it's played for laughs. Yeah. You know, Pops was like, I think, I think your teacher's trying to bone your mom. Oh no, don't say that. <laughs> you know, those sort of things. It's just what, with the, all the perspectives and where you, where yeah. you go into the movie, who you're following. Well, I wonder how much sense. of this, if, or any was collaborated early on with Ivan and Jason. I don't know. It'd be interesting or to see what the if making any of this of was, you know, like when they started talking about rebooting Ghostbusters, when they did the female mm-hmm. one, if any of this story was proposed or talked about. Well, or even, sound like, well the, even the, the if, if I'm remembering right, what Sebastian had said about what happened with that Ghostbusters is that that script was not a Ghostbusters script. It was a script by what's his face by, by McCarthy's husband. Right. That was supposed to be like an action adventure spy thriller. And then he turned it into what it became as a, as a Ghostbusters movie, mm-hmm. which is why it doesn't work. Um, well, it also doesn't work because they took the... It's awful, yeah. Well, but they also, they, they took the the horror element out of the comedy and just made it a straight... Yeah, there's, there's some parts of this film that are like legitimately kind of like, oh, geez. Yeah. You know. I jumped at one point. Oh, there isn't it has the, some jump scares. There in isn't it. the first one. Because I remember the first one. The librarian scares the yeah. hell out of you. That whole library. And the first time I saw it, there, as, as um, Dana is headed towards the fridge. Yep. I remember kind of like pushing myself into my mom's shoulder. Like, I don't know if I want to see what this is. And closing my eyes when he opened it. And having to, what is she? What is she? She's like, she just sees like some dogs or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's like, I'm frightened. I love the. Seven, <laughs> eight when it came out. I love the fact that, that, uh, that Paul Rudd, once he's become the gate the the key master mm-hmm. he does the run that that rick mm-hmm. moranis does <laughs> my knuckles are killing me <laughs> <laughs> and that's what i think that's the same thing that ball run just excels at it's just oh, that, yeah. that throwaway line of oh why do my knuckles hurt so bad i wonder how much of that was like improv because i know uh, he likes to improv a lot but but even that was the, i'm sure that that run was improv and that was him just that was his yeah, own little homage, homage to it. To it. Yeah. yeah. I, which is that that's what made this movie so good was that the fan service wasn't done just for the sake of mm-hmm. fan service. It legitimately Or when it is, it's pointed out. Mm-hmm. And that's, yes. that's you're kind of winking at the audience like we get it. Yeah. We know that this is all but the same line that Ray uses on Gozer in the first one. Right. Um but to be able to just like do it and then have someone point out like, yeah, it was great. Good job doing that again. Yeah, right. You know, or that you know, like, are you a god, Ray? <laughs> and that's because that's what you would do. Like, whoa, wait a minute, we've done this before. <laughs> yeah, yes. didn't you learn from the last time? <laughs> Say yes. <Yeah. laughs> Those things just you know they they work. They, you know when they cross the streams and they you know and that's where. So when when they show up, I'm like, we got this. If yeah. you if you let them be the solution, when yeah. they first walked in, I was like, oh, don't do it. You're going to take away all the power and agency of everything you've done in this film. If you just have three people mm-hmm. show up real quick and just be like, yep, they win. Um, crossing the stream is the same, the same thing. And I'm saying this, they start to do it. I'm like, that better not work. Right. That better not work. Because 
then it's just the same film. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when it doesn't, and that's where I'm like, Egon saves him. Yeah. It's got to be Egon. And you start to see it, and I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. Don't put him well, on the screen. You, and then he soon, shows up, and I'm like, what are you doing? As soon as you see that la- that that fourth proton yeah. beam, I, I was like, <gasps> and then you see it's, it's Phoebe, and you're going, oh, this is good. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden that blue aura films around her. And I thought, okay, yeah, obviously it's Egon. Yeah, you see, you see but it, how much are they going to go? You just and, thought maybe well, you see an aura When you see it in the stream, right. remember there's that shot of just the tip of it. Yeah. And you start to see the bright white light in it. And you know as it starts to push, goes her back. And I'm like, oh, that's Egon. And you know what? Yeah, that's Egon. He's right there. He's with him. And then he shows up like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but I, I really, I, I was not expecting them. And that was such a great thing that they managed to keep that a secret. Yes. And that, the fact that, you know, they don't have them really interact. Yeah. So it is just sort of there. You know, you see the, the, the other three kind of look like, oh, shit. You know. Well, you do. You the do one thing have I wanted was just one of them. It's a ghost. <laughs> you but, son of a bitch took off with everything. But he does interact with his, his daughter where he hugs her. I'm yeah, glad they I didn't mean, give him no, a voice. There's no, yes, there's no words. That's what I'm yeah. saying is that they didn't have. Because you can have a body double do all of it, and you can put the head on it. Oh, yeah, it's like uh, Tarkin. The, yeah. When they did Tarkin Although, for Rogue One. But Tarkin's voice. I mean, that guy was that guy, so good. Well, no, he was spot on. It was yeah. good. But, but that's what I mean. Like, that, for this, I think this is, idea. this is different. Especially, you could have gotten an impersonator to do the voice, yeah. but you I think don't for need this, it. And, and it was more powerful this way, I think. It's also, it's, well, the thing with this also is that Harold Ramis is a little closer. I think people wouldn't, you know, Tarkin is Tarkin in, you know, Peter Cushing is an, an amazing human being, an amazing actor, but there was enough time and no one was sitting oh, yeah, there yeah, going yeah. like, Oh yeah, I can't hear that. This is sort of like, you can't, it, it just yeah. be like having to, some, to his death. Yeah. Cause because the actor's dead. Right. You know, mm-hmm. if it was a contract dispute, you'd be like, yeah, get somebody in there to do that voice. I don't care. Right. You know, mm-hmm. the same thing with, you know, Carrie Fisher and, and replacing her, how much we were just like, you can't replace her. And then you mm. see episode nine, like, I kind of wish they replaced her. Um, <laughs> or just didn't put her in. Or it. just didn't put her in it. And mm. I would have never worked. Should we shoot that? Yeah, they could have done it if Colin Gerard. <laughs> it's just, it's just, but yeah, that's, I think, with with the special relationship that Ghostbusters fans have with Ramus, especially because he's a creator. Yes. Mm. You know, it's really him and Aykroyd and Reitman. Who started it? Well, Ackroy and Murray also had a yeah. No, Murray Murray is a a writer and what I'm saying is the concept started with Ramus and Ackroy. They were the ones that were going to do it, and then they were going to put Eddie Murphy in it, and it was going to be in space. And they actually wrote it, whereas because Ackroyd wrote the first. Because remember when we watched Ackroyd and Ramus wrote the first one? Yes, but it was a space movie. Yes, (laughs) it was was, aliens and stuff like that. Yes, and then they kind of sort of redid it, and then Reitman came in. Basically, Reitman wrote the shooting script. Yeah, is what it seemed to be. He from took that their as, script and then yes, turned yeah, it into what Bill Murray wrote most of the humor. Mm-hmm. He came in and was like, "This is going to work. This isn't going to work." And then a lot of that film seems to be improvised and things that. And that's what Bill Murray oh, God, excels yeah. at. Yeah. It was on the set. It's just you know, I'd, I would not be. I'd, I'd love to know where do stairs go. They go up. That's that feels like improvised to me. Like, yeah. what, do you, what do you think? The, they go up. <laughs> I'm like, that's the foundation of my humor for the next 80 years of my life. <laughs> it's like, what is they go up? And but even when you Where get even when you get to that mid credit scene with with Murray and Weaver, and she's going, you know, it, granted they would put it in to show how absurd. You know, he was to his students, especially the female That's students. Like, I still can't believe you shot your... When you watch Ghostbusters now, you're like, how did he get away with that? Yeah. I don't care that it's the 80s, but come on. 
But when I guess just, if it's college, it's you know you're you're volunteering. Mm. But just the way they did it, and they they're showing you know how the progression with you know our culture is. You put that in there, and you do that the jokes with it, and you have him being shocked. It just it's it's one of those things that works so well. Yeah, Janine being in there, and Jean Janine being the one that's taking care of the money for Egon and everything works. It was what, although I'm what surprised I thought, what that I really she worked didn't, is that she didn't come back. You only see her for that first few moments. Like right. they don't. I when I saw her, I'm like, oh, that's gonna she's gonna be in the rest of the film. I thought so too. And then she just disappears, and I'm like, okay, that works. So she doesn't dominate it either. Mm. No. No, they did a good job of making this movie its own, with having touches to nostalgia. If that makes sense. Yes. Yes. That's the yeah. goal. Of the yeah. So that's the what nostal- that's the what nostalgia, makes it great. The nostalgia part works because it's not overdone. Right. There's a difference between nostalgia and fan service, and I thought this one really did the nostalgia side. In a way, right, it's kind of like right they now. did. I'm, I'm going to go see it again right now. Let's just go. Let's just go. Jurassic World. You know, I mean. To <sighs> Yeah, they did it with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, too. Son of a bitch. JP putting your <laughs> damn brachiosaur in the cloud of death. <laughs> Speaking of crying during movies. <laughs> but what I'm saying Look, is... guys, it's a nod back. No, it's, it sucks. You broke my heart in a thousand pieces. He just wants to get off the island, you son of a bitch. Ah. <sighs> so, Hawkeye. <laughs> we, talk about the, uh, we talk about the prologue trailer, which is... Everybody loves and is so incredibly inaccurate. It drives me crazy. But it's just what we're talking about is the prologue trailer for Jurassic World Dominion. Was it Dominion? I believe it's Dominion. Yeah. Is it Dominion? Yeah, I believe so. That doesn't, doesn't sound right. But Dominion Park. I don't yeah, know. Somebody can look it up. I'm pretty sure it's Dominion. <laughs> um. Yes. The first part of that. Trailer is just dinosaurs. See, being so dinosaurs for, in. So for for, it's interesting because the rumors have been that uh, like we were going to see that. Yeah, and everyone was like, "Yeah, they're going to they're going to put you know dinosaurs are, are on our earth now, and so that's what that's what it's going to be." And I'm like, "There's not going to be that many, and it's not going to yeah, show that." Dominion. I and I said for the, like they're going to show you a shot back in dinosaur times. And right. Everyone's like, "No, I don't think they're going to do that." I said they'll show you that that shot, and so they gave you that shot, which is. I know it's so inaccurate. Oh, it's massively inaccurate. I mean, to the point I'm watching, like, what is that supposed to be? I know, because there, there weren't, di- certain dinosaurs weren't at that time with other dinosaurs. They have dinosaurs, so the, the, the sauropods are completely inaccurate. Yes. But see, the weird thing is, is here, here's the thing. So if you look at it. Was that supposed to be view, a raptor, though? The, with the, with here's, the here's feathers? The, here's the problem. So we have 65 million years ago. So we have a very specific time. Yes. Right before the end of the dinosaur age. The main character that you're seeing is a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Correct. That places it somewhere in Montana, Wyoming, Utah, southern Alberta. Yes. In the province of Alberta. Very specific. The creature taking the stuff out of, out of his teeth, that's probably a Trudon. That makes sense. And Ankylosaur makes sense. Ankylosaurus made it right towards the end. The sauropods make no sense. Right. Because there are no sauropods in North America. There are sauropods in the upper Cretaceous or the late Cretaceous when you go down to Patagonia mm-hmm. in now Argentina. That's where the Giganotosaurus is from. So then they give you this Giganotosaurus that really just looks like a dragon. Like right. I had no idea. I'm like the what? chicken nugget source? Yeah. The, oh. the you're looking I, when he first shows up, I'm like, what the hell is that supposed to be? Yeah. Because I'm already, I'm already out like, well, you've given me at least two gigantic dinosaurs that don't make any sense for where you are. This is all nerd talk. I get it. And I still loved it. It was still great. But I'm just saying, if you want to you really you know, pick bones with it, 
and then they give you the Giganotosaurus, and I'm like, at first I'm like, what the hell are they trying to tell you that is? Mm. And then when it kills the T-Rex, I'm like, oh god, it's a Giganotosaurus, and it kills the T-Rex. We get it; it's a little bit bigger, but I'm like, that it just looks like a dragon. Like they don't even try to get that kind of that big head and the round. Oh, whatever. Okay, the dinosaur that the dinosaur that uh, that goes after the egg in the nest. Is that supposed to be that's the over, true raptor? No, that's an over-raptor. It's a uh, type of oh, raptor. It's an over-raptor. It's an over That's also in the wrong place. Right. Um, <laughs> the over-raptor story is interesting because the over-raptor story, he was considered an egg thief because he was found in a nest of eggs. Right. They assumed where they found it in Mongolia, because <laughs> it's in the wrong place, is that he was stealing protoceratops eggs. Fast forward 100 years, they take those bones of the eggs and they give it a proper MRI CT scan. Those are Oviraptor eggs. And it's the protoceratopses that are stampeding or marching or herding through the nests and killing. They're stepping on shit. Right. And so 100 years later, because I remember, you know, it's not 100, it's probably like 70 years. It's probably about 1920s when they started to find those. And in the 1990s, there was like the Oviraptor was on every science magazine. It was on every dinosaur magazine. Mm-hmm. It was like, what the hell is going on? And finally read the story. It's like, well, we finally looked at the eggs and found out the Oviraptor is probably not an egg thief at all. Those are Oviraptor eggs. He's trying to protect the nest. Right. From whatever ended up killing him. And, and so it just became the big story. So I'm seeing it there and I'm like, oh, that's outdated science. He likely would probably would have been. Sure. Because almost any of those small ones, it's probably how they most of them survived was eating a lot. And there's a lot of dinosaur eggs because that's how, you know, every herbivore has that, you know, that isn't like an elephant or something is it's all as many as you can get. Right. I hope one of them, I mean, the number of alligator and crocodile eggs, huge. And then one of those 20 eggs survives. So if you have a hundred creatures and they all lay 20 eggs, you got 2000 eggs and only a hundred creatures survive. Mm-hmm. So, that math has got to be wrong because I'm just thinking in my hand like I don't know what the hell I just did. Uh, <laughs> if we had listeners, we'd get one just, like your just, math is wrong, sir. Just go, let me go on with it. Yeah, um, twenty eggs, two thousand. That's one each. One's replaced. One's okay. Um, but yeah, it, and still, it's fun. It looked fun. The the T Rex scene in the drive through theater was awesome. Yes, but let me tell you, you hurt Rexy in that film. I'm gonna be pissed. I'm going to be pissed. You do not kill Rexy. Rexy gets to live. Whatever you do. And I'm, when they start to fight, I was like, that better be a trank. And you see it like, oh, yeah, okay, he's got a trank, he's got a trank thing. <laughs> trank goes through the windshield of the car. Yeah. I was like, that better be a trank. I'm like, F the humans. Like, you got to That's cap- a huge trank. Yeah. He caps- well, that's why it goes through the car. See that gigantic dinosaur? And then that's in the book. It's, they fire the trank in the book out of a rocket launcher. Right. It's fired out of a law rocket launcher. That's how big the trank is. And that's the thing is Muldoon actually tranks the wreck wrecks in the field as they're trying to get the park back together. Yeah. And then it turns around and starts to chase him. And then in the scene where there'd be the um, Alan and the kids are behind the waterfall and the wreck starts to try and get them and, you know, Lex, Lex or whatever. He then just disappears because he falls asleep. Right. And they're back in the control room and they notice like, hey, the T-Rex fell asleep in the pool. And Bob Muldoon's like, well, I mean, damn, the thing did work. It just took four hours for it to take effect. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's got to be a big trick for an animal like that. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was a pleasant surprise to see that. I mean, I, 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 
when I sent it to you, and I knew you were going to, I knew you were going to pick, pick it apart. Listen, but I, I liked like, it. It's fun. I it's get it. I'm going to so pick it apart. It's so much fun just seeing all those yes. dinosaurs together. The, the the lake scene in the first one still makes me cry with yeah. all the dinosaurs together. It's awesome. It's just a point where I'm like, none of this is correct. If they and, wouldn't and have you shown... don't have the excuse of, oh, they're, they're, pre, they're remade monsters and they're all in the wrong place. No. When you give me 65 million years, where are you? If it didn't say 65 million years later, if it, was, if it, it just left 60... it ambiguous of where it was. But even then, it's wrong because none of those. And Giganotosaurus didn't make it to the end. No, but it, it could have been that those were. They were on. It was modern time. They were all in some area together. Yes, but the implication of it is that the T Rex that's killed, that then has a mosquito. Yes. Is. What I know. Led I, to I the get the thing that, that, I that get brings that. you Rexy because then it goes to Rexy. So again, it it's, it's depends on what, what are you telling me? Are you telling me that somehow. Tyrannosaurids made it to South America, which is they don't, because if they did, we would have found them. Or that Albiosaurids and Giganotosaurus made it to North America, along with Titanosaurus, because that's what's in the lake. Right. And also in the lake, they would have they would have been killed because uh, as low as they would have been, the pressure of that lake would have crushed their lungs. So sauropods can't stand and can't sit in water that deep. <laughs> that was a hard one to learn when I was a kid, man. You spent you, you spent all those years going. Yeah, all the brontosauruses and patasaurs, they're all in the lakes. And then you're like, then they can't be in the lake because as low as they are, the water pressure would kill them. It would have crushed their lungs. So, no, they're dry They're dry land animals. They can't be. They're too big. Oh, yes, they can. So, uh, dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. Look, I'm still going to go see it. <laughs> oh, I don't doubt that. If they kill the Rexy, though, I'm out. Done. <laughs> That's it. You're gonna stand up at Mill Theater. That's it. I'm done. I'm out. Be pretty close. Like you better not. You are, look. You already tore me into a thousand pieces with an unnamed brachiosaur not being able to make it off the dock. Oh, that was so bad. I've never seen that film since because I can't get through that scene. Oh. Like I can't watch the whole thing. <laughs> I oh, watched the just... ending again and I watched part of the beginning, but. I mean, that's when you're when you're a nut. That whole volcano scene is just you want to go back and like, what are you thinking, Hammond? Yeah, it's a fucking volcano. This is gonna kill him. All. Come on, be super interesting to find out. I can't wait. I can't wait for Camp Cretaceous because now you're gonna get something from Site B and look to like what? Because that's the thing with Jurassic World, right? You watch Jurassic World, like what happened to Site B? Right. I don't even mention it. And like none of the dinosaurs that we knew came from Site B are here. You could argue that some of the dinosaurs you see in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, you're like, oh, they must have transported somebody. Yeah. Because it takes place on that island, but there's like, there was never, a car- we, don't, we don't see a Carnotaurus on that island at any point. Well, there's also a Spinosaurus uh, skeleton. Yeah, but that could just be a model. That's true. Yeah. I don't think they killed the Spinosaurus and put the model in there. Well, I, the implication was that... The, and if you watch the trailer, they didn't kill the Spinosaurus. Right. Well, the the idea was that Rexy killed the Spinosaur, and that was when they're in their battle, and that was the Spinosaur from the island. No, because Re- Rexy's island. on the wrong island. No, Rex, I, I, I know that. Yeah, I know that. The, the shit, I, that's why the, it's... Without knowing what happened to Site B. Yes. And you also don't get the time. You don't know how much time has passed since Jurassic Park 3 and that. Because... We don't know how long dinosaurs live. We think sauropods live for a long, long time. Bone rings seem to... But a T-Rex probably only lived for two decades, three decades at the most. Well, the, the idea was that it was 20 years between Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Right, but we don't know the difference between Jurassic the, Park and the Jurassic opening Park. The opening of Jurassic, yeah. So there's a possibility the Spinosaur would have just died of, minor, of natural causes. Sure. Or, you know, or whatever. 
Um, but it wouldn't, they wouldn't, they, those bones would still be really valuable. And I don't think they just put them on display in the middle, you know, between Margaritaville and the American <laughs> Express store. <laughs> no, I can't. That starts what? The first, second week of December? The 13th? I think so. Something like that. So, Hawkeye, Ethan. Yes. <laughs> I know you were in a hurry to get to Ethan, that. Ethan is Hawkeye. Um, no. I'm not Hawkeye. You didn't jump off a building and shoot arrows at That the... was not me. You know, I know we look alike, but no. All right, well, Definitely. so we'll, we'll start with Ethan. What did you think of it, the first two episodes? Uh, it's this, It gives me the same feeling as pretty much all the other ones so far. It's kind of like I can, I can see where it's going. It's a fun two episodes. Has a good amount of action. Has some nice comedy in it. So I'm, I'm game. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited in. for the rest of it. Because yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Ethan has anything else to watch anyway. Uh, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, you can watch Friends. Come on. Um, I see why they dropped two episodes. Uh, totally. Because that first episode is nothing. No. <laughs> he, he, he had the first episode. Like, okay, great. Uh, and he's barely like, in it. I felt like I was watching WandaVision with the first two episodes. That's why they dropped the two episodes of WandaVision. You don't get any idea of what's going on in the first episode. Yeah. It's such a just throw you in. You're like, did I did I just watch an episode of I Love Lucy or it just goes right to the credits? I don't get to. The, does anybody know what's going on in the second yeah. one? At least you get that thing at the end where you're like, okay, there's something. There's some outside reality that mm-hmm. we're also dealing with. Um, yeah, he's barely in the first one. Yeah, you know, in terms of anything that that's really doing, yeah, it doesn't get started until the second one. So. You do get a good feeling of where Hawkeye is. You know, yeah, it's New York. They, no, they no, 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 no. Emotionally. Because Beth was like, that's where Beth is like, you really forget that these people have real world lives outside of being Avengers. Yes, and that's, that's where the shows are excelling themselves. And totally. There's someone that, that put a list out of like the favorite stores, the, excuse me, the favorite Star Wars properties. And they included all the TV stuff. And someone mm-hmm. said like, I don't think you can compare those. You can in terms of what you love and what mm-hmm. you don't. But as I said, why do people really love Wanda? Why do they love the way that Falcon and Winter Soldier are in that series? Why do you? Because you get six and a half hours with them, right? Versus a two-hour film that stars forty other people. Also, like these car- and these characters being, you know, quote unquote side characters, you don't get yeah. enough of their story within the movie. I mean, we get we get a we get more of Clint than we do almost anybody else. Once in, in Age of Ultron, you see the other yeah. family. Totally. And so there are those different pieces, and he's always like, been. I did like the um, when he's in the restroom in the playhouse or the in the theater house, yeah. and the guy is like. Oh, can I get a selfie with you? Well, he stands right next to him with all these empty. And he's like, well, right now is not a good time. And then it's like cut to him washing his hands. And the guy's like, well, is now a good time? It's like you kind of get that idea of, you know, he's a he's a big celebrity. And he doesn't want that. A big celebrity. But you also get the fact when he's outside and he and uh, Kate Bishop are standing there and they go, oh, look, a superhero. And they run right past him. He's a big he's a big deal. But he's still not. If you yeah. know, you know. If you don't, Thor. He's not Thor. But the he's thing with Man. The, 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 what it does is what the MCU did is it threw away any notion of secret identities except for Spider Man. Correct. And they're just like, we're not going to play with this sort of thing. And comics have sort of explored that a little. Brian Michael Bendis did that with Daredevil of the idea that he's outed as Matt Murdock and he can't really put that back in the bottle. And for the rest of the entire series, people would see Matt Murdock and like, Hey, I saw you last night in that red costume. He's like, I'm not Daredevil. Yeah, sure, you're not. But also being able to, other people going like, you can't be. There's no way. You really are blind. There's right. No so here with that with that gone, yes, everyone, 
it, it deals with that reality of what, what would happen in our world if aliens invaded and we have video footage of these five, six, seven people, whatever it is, killing them. Okay, great. We know who we know what Iron Man looks like. We know what Captain America looks mm-hmm. like. I mean, that's the end of Iron Man. What what the writers and creators of that did is they threw away that whole idea. As soon as he says, I'm Iron Man, yeah. they didn't do that in the comics for like 60 years. Right. And then they finally did it because it's like, God, okay, we get it. Mm-hmm. They just put it in there because it was, it was a trope of like, oh, the Iron Man is his bodyguard. And they're the same because because he can control him. Outside of him, you can see Iron Man stand next to Tony Stark. And then they just threw all that away. Yeah. Especially when they started to change Tony's character to be a massive egomaniac is he would want everybody to know he's, he's Iron Man. Totally. Right? So what here you have, and, and they do it really well, is yes, that he's someone to, to sit there. You think of something like a sports star or something where you have a possibility of sitting down in a theater and watching on screen your life story, mm-hmm. you know, um, because you're so famous, mm-hmm. you know, we had documentaries or you had, we had biopics of Michael Jackson before he died. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. just sitting there watching like, Oh no, I didn't do that. I touched children instead. <laughs> uh, you'd see that with Rogers, the musical. <laughs> right. And well, it's interesting because you know, when I they... can't wait till that musical. you know, you're going to get a soundtrack for that music. Oh my God. I was like, I, I almost want him to, to just show you that musical as like an extra at the end of it. Because <laughs> music is yeah. awful. It's so bad. Well, also, and it's noticing be, yeah. how, how he keep, you know, keeps and focusing I, on And, on, and Hawkeye know, hits the bullseye. <laughs> on Black Widow and the whole yes. dynamic of like. Well, you can it, see, really see his PTSD. Yeah. Well, part of it again is, is like Rich said, is you're trying to. When you have stories that just dismiss the fact that things have happened to these people, mm-hmm. that it's not just, you know, I punched the Red Skull in the face and I saved the world. It was awesome. And now I'm going to go to bed. Um, having Steve lose Peggy, having, you know, uh, Tony go through what he goes through, the ups and downs that he has with Pepper. Well, even when he goes through in to, Iron Man 3. Well, Iron, yeah, and the, the stuff he goes through through Iron Man 3. But yes, this is the realization that and, and we talked about this with Wanda, with WandaVision. All these people came back. Vision didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't a part of the snap. Black Widow wasn't part of the snap. Yeah. She didn't come back. You know, she had to sacrifice herself. So unless you want to pull her out of 2012 or whatever they did with Gamora. By the way, um, do not go to IMDb and look at... Uh, I usually don't. Because it will give away stuff. Um, I've read this. I know kind of where this is going. I mean, there's enough different stuff that's in it because obviously there's a lot of stuff that happens in there that you can't do. Well, funny, funny that you say because we we know it takes Mac, Matt Fraction's uh, mm-hmm. story. Um, him Matt Fraction and, and David Aha because David Aha is pissed. They haven't been credited at all, and Matt Fraction has. has. Matt no. Fraction has. has David Aha has it. Fraction is listed as an executive consultant. He? On he's this. an executive producer, and I think he's. So, I think he gets a story by credit because yeah, so the whole it. credit sequence is very the David Aha's style. All of it is the posters are the and posters everything. And everything. Yes. Aha has been saying, you know, what would be greater than crediting me. Give me some money for it, right? And he's been very vocal about it, which means he's never going to work for Marvel again. Um, so there's a lot of people that are protesting and not watching it until they get. Yeah, him. That, that's what that's what they're saying. They're, they're watching. They're it. watching. Yeah. It. yeah, it's just like all those people that <laughs> no, canceled Disney Plus because of Gina Caron. No, you didn't. Fraction's name comes up two or three times. Does it? And yeah, I think it, came, I think it came up on the opening credits. It in does. The first one. Yeah. Okay. No, Fraction gets it because it's a story by, and that's that's been the debate. It's like comics is such a collaborative process that to just say that the scripter and writer is the single creator of a story that you're taking 
most every major beat from mm-hmm. is not fair. But yeah. the majority of or these you can be shows, Rob Liefeld and take credit for everything that <laughs> Joe Casey. Did. The majority of these shows, that's what happens. Yeah, and that's because that's the way that people, you know. I mean, hell, look at Walking Dead. I mean, in some part of me is Walking like, Dead is also the fact that Kirkman created it with someone who isn't the person who did most of it. That is true. That he is created true. it with with um, with Tony Moore, and Tony Moore sued him for it. But his his no, you know Frank what, Darabont. Tony Moore worked with him for Tony for Moore, the whole time. Tony Moore <laughs> sued him because he said no. Tony Moore sued him when he thought that Kirkman. It was when they sold the syndication rights. Mm-hmm. Is he got mad at Kirkman because Kirkman allowed AMC to basically sell it to itself and not have to go into a bidding war. So he he sued Kirkman for money because he was the co-creator of it. And he said, you, I, we should have sold it for X and you sold it for Y because you let AMC sell it for Y. And he got more money than, than Moore did when it, they settled it eventually. But he had, a, he had a beef with it because if you're like, that was you know. Darabont though, not Moore. It wasn't. It wasn't Darabont. Moore Moore's listed as a co-creator. Darabont's not a creator. He helped create the TV show. He the was the showrunner, show, yeah. but he didn't create it. So uh, Hawkeye the entity was created by. Oh, okay, no, I'm, I'm okay. I get it. So so Hawkeye, mm. uh, they did a great job with showing you that the reason why he was in New York now with his kids and why his why you know why Laura wasn't there, you know, to spend time with them, you know, and. You you get the only thing that I was questioning at first was how long after the blip was this? Because turn? because Nate was born at Ultron, right? He was no. She, she was, was pregnant, pregnant with him at, mm-hmm. during Ultron. No, so. How long was between? He was there They've, in Endgame. This is all over the internet that the kids are the wrong age, because yeah. they all got blipped. Well, we right? don't see we don't see the baby get blipped or the the youngest one. You assume one. it is because you he's, assumed he's at. He, there's no one at the picnic anymore. Right. You all four you of them see are him gone in the beginning of Endgame where they all get yeah snapped. where they're setting yeah. So all three of the kids are there. So he's Plus born. He's he's probably not becoming Ronan if he still has one kid. Well, I, you know, the kid was probably at the grandmother's house, and he didn't know, and just assumed. Because well, you see him there, and but I forget you do see him at the. You do, yeah, you see all you see all four of his family. You see his wife and his three kids, and they're right. all gone. Mm-hmm. Which is like, I thought it was supposed to be fair. Thing else, why do you take all of his kids? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's. I think the kid's age is wrong. I don't, and honestly, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Did don't you notice that Nate is partially deaf? Yes. Yeah. I do like that they also is it, touched is it on... He's partially deaf or he just knows sign language? I think it's uh, he knows sign language because of how much they emphasize on how much Hawkeye, Hawkeye is wearing an earpiece. It sounds now. like he has a speech impediment. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I do. I did love, like, any harder hearing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was great. And I was like, you know what? That's a great way to explain why it hasn't happened, why they haven't mentioned it before. In right. the comics, when they make him deaf, he's been deaf the whole time. Yeah. And you're like... He wasn't deaf when he was on the Thunderbolts. He wasn't deaf when Avengers on the West Coast. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Like, where's because that yeah. kind of came out of left field in that series mm-hmm. where he's like, "Oh, he's deaf. He uses a hearing aid. He does." Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? What? Um. But yeah, it seems like the kids' ages, and and it is you, you kind of forget sometimes where 
he doesn't have those kids for five years of his life. Correct. And that's because he's there. He's like, yeah, we're going to do all this stuff and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be incredible. And it's going to be awesome. And we're going to do this. And he's like, why is he so excited? Oh yeah, that's right. He lost five years of his life with yeah. those kids. So he's trying to make up time. And that, that weird thing of he grew up for five years. Kids came back at the same age. Mm-hmm. Right. Or they should have. Um, we know someone said it was like, this is set the longest after the return of, of any of them. Like yeah, no shit. There's a lot of it's people the saying one. that the MCU is starting to really get messy with their timeline with these shows and movies because they, they got made... messy with the timeline as soon as they assigned years and Endgame. Yeah. That Spid- was the weirdest Spider-Man, thing. Spider-Man is the one where they... Spider-Man was the first one where the years are wrong. Yes. Because they say five years and it's like eight years or whatever. Correct. Or whatever it was. I don't remember. Because I remember... Well, it's, someone Daniel, touched about... Daniel when... made a huge... Uh, Mm-hmm. Think about that. And I was like, I don't think it matters what year they were released. It's just whatever time. Mm-hmm. When I saw Endgame and I saw it with Daniel and everybody else from work and they show like that first tone, what year it is. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. And he's like, I told you. I said, like, yeah, you were, you were right. They screwed it up because once you start assigning, that's why you never want to assign years. Correct. You never want to assign that type of time. Um, or unless it's years later or whatever, you know, just well, like, but even if you just put years later, that's what I mean. Like if, even if you put, Look, I don't care what, I don't care that we released uh, Avengers in 2010 and we released No Way Home in 2018, but we said it was only five years. Right. We're telling you that's five years, and that's it. We're not telling you what year. Yeah. It's just five years, five years. Because yes, now that where we are now should be 2023 20. or whatever, because there's not five years between it's something like Infinity that, yeah. War and Endgame. I think they're like at 2028 or something. Yeah. So it. it well, it's also like with um, someone mentioned about it being. Eternals, and the fact that you know they freeze a, a sentient billion being, uh, being, how is that not touched on when that happens or what? You know, people would know about that, or especially people. Well, it's not over yet. So yeah, yeah but see that that that, that is post blip too. So that's yeah, happening. So it's like at the when same, is that? You know, it's, it's at the same time as this messing, is happening. Yeah. So it's messing with the. You'll see if you know maybe you'll get that in the background at one. Maybe. You know, we're five episodes in, and CNN behind is like. So there's this skull in the ocean, and it's all white now. It's all crazy. <laughs> this ice Apparently, skull. it was a dude in the core. Yeah, that's the world we live in now, bros. <laughs> and they do, you know, they touch on that a little bit. Um, I thought that was something that, you know, especially for Falcon and Winter Soldier. I mean, all of these have to deal with that event. Well, even seeing Kate Bishop as a young, as a younger kid, and during, during the, the battle, during battle in New York, York yes. and seeing that other side of the battle in New York. Yeah, that's something Marvel has done a great job. Yeah, when with. you watch that, and then you think of how bad it was for that one cafe that got blown up like nine times in yeah. that film because <laughs> yeah. it's the same shots of them shooting those umbrellas or whatever, yeah. over and over. And like, but that cafe, that cafe got fucked up compared mm-hmm. to the rest of New York. But even even when, you know when you see the other side of Kate watching Hawkeye come off the building mm-hmm. and everything, you're going, oh yeah, I saw and that. You really got to drive it home that her mom is rich because that was a big house that got. Almost leveled, and then but it wasn't. They just but built it up again. It's yeah. not that her mom was rich. It was they had a they had the security company before. Yeah, she inherited it from. Mm. And you're gonna you'll learn throughout this that you know what's going on with it and what's. So this is yeah. if you read Mad Factions Run, the mom isn't involved at all, right? And so there's there's a lot of things in this, and obviously you know Fractions Run didn't deal with Thanos. Blipping half the world, the you know, didn't call back to Infinity Gauntlet mm. or anything <laughs> that like was, that on the toy. Thanos was right, <laughs> yeah. and that well, that's a it's funny because that's actually a shirt that's on one of the shirt punch things this week is uh, 
it's the Magneto is right symbol. Yeah. The red shirt with the head and Magneto's actually wearing like that, the helmet he wears towards the end. And it says uh, or, or that Thanos wears towards it. And so it's a picture of Thanos with that helmet. And says Thanos was right. And you would have those people just oh, as totally. you would have the, the flag smashers. Yep. You'd have people that were like, you know, it was kind of cool when there was less people. Yeah. You know, and that's, I think that's something important. If they're going to do these shows that are down to earth ish, mm-hmm. She Hulk that will you know probably take place through here and um, Moon Knight and stuff. That's there are going to be those type of people, and they've done a good job of not just saying okay, you know, comics can kind of do this sometimes where they're just like, yeah, that happened, but we don't care. That's why Spider Man Far From Home was so disjointed from the blip. Yeah, it's just a, such a small scene. Yes, and it just didn't. It's just all boom. They're already met, they're there's back. there's more than just the last act of Far From Home that I think is a mess. Yes, and I think part of it is. What you see from the one, the, the really quick second of Peter coming back to school in Endgame mm-hmm. and, and hugging, uh, uh, what's his face? Ned. Ned and, and being there and being, and then turning around like, man, it's really great that all the people I really knew and I really liked got blipped along with me. Yeah. That's great. So <laughs> MJ's the same age and Flash is the same age and all these people are the same. And May. Again, supposed to be fair. Thanos is like, Peter Parker's class, gone. That, that whole year of students just disappeared. <laughs> See, I thought, I thought that would have been a great way to introduce an older Aunt May, too. You don't, it's not too old. May, okay. May gets blipped. Or May doesn't blip. But she's the most work hard. Oh, come on. Let's, let's not, let's not, let's kind of go crazy. I know, we have let's to have remove, hot May. Yeah, let's not remove, look, we have hot May. We live in Southern California. We also have hot November. Um... But yes, it, it, it didn't really touch. And again, it's a movie. Yes. So it doesn't have as much time. And it's here, a Sony produced you movie. Have, you have that first episode that really is establishing the, as, as we almost did in, in Ultron and as we've had through, he's done with this crap. Yeah. I just want to get away from this. This isn't this isn't my life anymore. And of course, it's going to get sucked back in. You know, that's But even Shang-Chi, you know, everything seemed to be okay. You, you did have that sign that, you know, that when he walks through but you, into his apartment, you see the signs of blip, you know, uh, for therapy for, you know, if you, if you suffer. But from, they, they do mention it when they're in the, when they're in the bar and the idea of like when something like that happens. And of course there's the line in Eternals, you know, when yeah. Thanos blips half that changes everything. That changes, you know, when you're sitting there going, it's sort of like a, it's funny, it's sort of like a pandemic thing. It's like, oh, I got a whole year. I can do whatever I want. Right. I got all this time. And then you get to the end, like, I did nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I watched freaking Tiger King and masturbated a lot. What's going on? I know, I now know all those times I said, boy, if I, if I could just Not together, work, right? You didn't watch Tiger King and I masturbate. I either of those things. Um... <laughs> Because if you're doing that, that's just a whole different no, subject. Tiger King is one of the worst things that's ever existed in the world. Joe Exotic just shot. does it for him. No, they, all, they all should have been shot. Um, but but hey, the idea each to their own. You know, if you, if Joe Erotic or Joe Exotic. Joe Erotic. Erotic. I don't think so. <laughs> Joe Erotic is a very different show. No wonder why Bethy liked it so much. <laughs> but it, There's no tigers in this one. <laughs> it still acknowledges it. And I think that's a big thing. And obviously Spider-Man does too, but... Because because Peter was blipped, I thought you would get something more. Yeah, of him being like, I lost five years mm-hmm. of what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, we get a lot of it from the other side in Endgame. Of course, we have everything with with Cap and 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 Tony of like, yeah, we we fail, we we lose, and and then and, and that's what I was kind of was like. I wish I could have been there to help more. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of thing. Even with with Spidey, just being like, even him coming back would be something like. 
Yeah, I failed that first time. We never had to go right. through any of this. Right. If it wasn't for Peter Quill. <laughs> Just shoot him, Tony. You've got a suit that you can control down to a nano bite. How do you not have the glove shoot him? <laughs> Just shoot him. Oh, you did it, didn't you? Peter, no, don't. Take the glove off. Rebuild in the midair. <laughs> Peter goes. Glove goes off. Somebody kills Thanos. Everything's fine. But instead, no, he's got to go rip Vision apart, beat up everybody. and <sighs> Fucking Star-Lord. So Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Pizza dog works. Ah, oh, lucky. Yeah. He's in a lot more danger in this than he was in the in the thing. Mm-hmm. And again, it's different because in the thing, he actually belongs to the to the uh, tracksuit gang. And um, he but gets, I've he seen gets... a lot of people that are saying that Hawkeye is very anti-Semitic. Where is that coming from? I have no idea. I cannot figure that out. I mean, I can get if they're like if the uh, Armenian American Anti Defamation League has a problem with it. Yeah. Because I mean, they say bro, bro. Because they're obviously Armenian. They say bro a lot. There's an entire issue that's just like bro. Yeah. That's all that, That's all the lines they have. I can't remember. It might be the pizza dog issue where that's the only word he understands from the tracksuit gang is, is bro because they say it so much. <laughs> but, but they're just shots of them, you know, the panels of them just like bro, 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 bro. Even, even Hawkeye's. Far off of reality. Yeah. Even Hawkeye's connection with his wife where they're talking about, you know, him staying in New York and, and dealing with this. She knew a lot more about, I mean, you obviously get that from, you know, age of Ultron that she knows more about what he does mm-hmm. when he's, I think of, the, the bigger surprise is that she knows he was Ronan. Yeah. You know, it's it, like, she knows he was running. He told her he everything. Told, yeah. He, well, he because tells when her. she's like, Oh, it's the tracksuit gang. Because the implication is it's Ronan that has the interactions with the tracksuit gang. Correct. And when she when he tells it, yeah, it's a tracksuit gang, and you know I can't leave because it's them, and they're terrible. And, and it's like, yeah, okay, you go. And I was like, wait a minute. So she knows everything he did as Ronan. Yeah, which is fine, you know. They, she they, should probably the healthy, be the, the only listen, one that that's knows, the really. healthiest relationship in all of the MCU. Husbands and wives tell each other everything. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Yes, we do. No, you don't. I oh, know yes, you haven't. Beth and I tell each other way too much. Mm-hmm. Well, probably more than we should. Definitely in your case. Um. But yeah, it, 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 and again, I thought more, it's interesting that they don't have them at odds. Right. Which I think is, I don't, I don't need the drama between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have, see her as the supportive figure. You know, the Age of Ultron thing is like, why do you stay with him? <laughs> Look at him. Yeah. And he, they, they push that a little bit in there, especially if, even in the musical they mentioned. When, and what I've really liked about what they've done with Hawkeye, when you think back of everything that's there, is... Everyone there is so screwed up, and yet he's fine. Yes. And he's one of these, I've got the family, I've got, you know, I know why I'm doing this. You and know, then, and that's some, why he becomes Ronan. Tony is becomes, because, you know, Tony becomes the egotist, Cap becomes the superhero, Thor is the guy, and he's like, I know why I'm doing this. I got kids at home. Yeah. I can't let Ultron win. I can't let Thanos win. I can't let the Chitari win. I can't let, you know, the Red mm-hmm. Skull win or whatever. And he has that, and of course, he gives the best speech with in, in Age of Ultron to, to, um, Wanda. Uh, to Wanda. Yes. You know, there's like, we're flying. We're, we're, we're in a city. We're in the sky. And I have a bow and arrow. <laughs> but I'm going out there because that's what I got to do. And they, mm-hmm. they didn't mean he's the one that goes and saves Wanda out of the compound uh-huh. in Civil War and all that. So, you know. It's, but even, even the kids seem to be aware of who and what he does. 
Look, after as an Avenger, did, yeah. I don't, I don't know back. if they if they have the Ronin. Part. I don't know if they have the Ronin part, but they yeah. definitely have. Daddy murdered a whole bunch of people with a sword. <laughs> yeah, which now looks like a lightsaber because it retracts. That was the only thing I really had. It's like it retracts, it does. Where does it go? Like, it doesn't make any with, sense. Well, then why does he have it on? You know, why does he have yeah the sheath on his back? Because it's awesome. Yeah, because it was malfunctioning. <laughs> Totally It'd be funny it. if he didn't know that I did it. That's not the real sword, yeah. <laughs> I but thought no, it is the real sword. It's just, wait, well, no, it, that's not his. Could, it's just the, the, the thought. What I thought of for the second is that the one that that they're bid on is a fake. Oh, it's not. It's not that sword. Because mm-hmm. then the flip side is also how did they get this? How does he not still have that stuff? Because it was at it was at Avengers Man, uh, Compound. So after who, the Battle did, of New Jersey, yeah. Okay, so it who, looks like who, people went and raided that stuff. Pretty much. Do you think there's not security there? You, you think, think Tony's not like, dude, that's the only look, thing. Thor flies no. off. Cap goes and disappears because he, he needs to go spend time with Peggy. But that's the, the Tony's the, dead. But when you see in the background when they're headed towards the, the time platform, mm. is the cleanup's already there? The helicopters are up yeah, and everything? they're starting to do cleanup. Sec- they're the fucking Avengers. There's not security there? Rody, if, I, if I'm on a Rody hill like... would not have the military there? To, to yeah, if, if I'm on a hill going, I'm going to go down there and get a suit. Is, look, that the, is that the Hulk? So no, when, I'm not going to go down there and get Thanos a suit. Thanos shoots the missiles from his ship. It hit, and a watch went flying into New what's York. The watch? What's that's the watch? That's the big thing. <laughs> and, and I was glad when I asked you, like, what's the watch? Did I miss I something? Thought, and I you're thought like, it was probably something like one of Tony's most expensive watches or something, and so that's why they're looking, because it's going to get them a lot of money. The thing that I had with it is, like, why is the watch more than the sword? Yes, mm. and the suit. Yeah. And that's so that was the only thing. I was like, I'm sure we'll find out what it is. I think yeah. you see for a second, like it has a tag on it. I'm like, can I pause that? Can it I... says Avengers Compound. It, it was that all an it auction tag, basically. Okay. Yeah, it, it was the auction tag. It's I was like, like number it said, nine. Like, Tony's watch or Cap's watch. It or doesn't something. say whose watch it is. Okay. It just says number nine Avengers Compound watch or something like that. Fascinating. I'm just glad yeah. I wasn't. I'm sure somebody has a thousand theories. But I'm like, are we supposed to know what the watch Look, is? So is it the watch shoots the building? <laughs> The watch went flying into Connecticut, and they found it in Connecticut. But then, uh, <laughs> what about the Ronin out suit? The, with the Ronin suit, that's the know. thing: is the Ronin suit and the sword probably never made it to the compound? Yeah. No, it did. Did it? Yes, he's in the Ronin suit uh, after Nat finds him in uh, China. Nat finds him in in and you see Hong him, Kong or you whatever. See him in the suit. You see him in the suit. You see there. him in the suit at the compound. Yeah, he's got the hood down, and he, he's still in the suit. I haven't watched that so game that gets shot, in, shot into Vermont, and so somebody found it in Vermont. Okay, that whole lot that they were auctioning off mm. came from Avengers Compound. Yes, but I'm the thing you, is, is like I get flying. New York because you, it's hard to shut down New York, right? Having people steal some of the Chitari stuff or whatever, and also and there was never, so much of that, and it's also you never had it happen before. Sure, here as soon as you know, if you're sitting there like, if you're in in you know uh, SoCom in, in in Colorado, you're in the mountain. Well, that's an alien ship. Okay. <laughs> all right. When they win, we got to go and secure all that. Because the last thing I need is some gang member to grab, like, an Iron Man suit. <laughs> like, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And I think it just feels like, and again, we're trying to put real world consciousness into yeah. this. Is As soon as it happens the first time, there's got to be a damage ink. I mean, you get it in terms of. They already say there's a damage right, ink. But I'm talking about, like, a. a better damage ink a better idea of a security force yes team grouping either run by the government run by whatever founded i mean remember we have a world protection service or whatever that nat's in mm-hmm. charge of you got to secure that site 
But remember, there's no way. Also, remember in Homecoming, there's a bunch of Tony stuff when it was getting moved that got shot down. You know, I, I get, I get that from Vulture. And but what I'm stuff. saying is, yeah, but they're, they're, that's where they introduced Damage Inc. Also, mm-hmm. yeah, and the idea that there is a security for that. I mean, it took the it took one person. I get. Besides, Rhodey and be. Happy should be securing Avengers Compound. And yeah. when you have a compound where everything's, you know, we also don't know what happened to Avengers Compound. We don't know if it gets rebuilt. We don't know if it gets completely torn apart. We know Avengers Tower sold because he yeah. makes a comment but of it being sold. Even remember in Ant-Man, there's more at Avengers Compound than there probably was at Avengers Tower. Yeah. Right, but it's still an easier site to secure. You would think. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's where I'm just like... Where is the where I, I need a prologue to Hawkeye where somebody figures out where these auctions get this stuff? Well, I'm wondering also if maybe in the in the future episodes we'll get like a little flashback of them stealing maybe. it, so we we'll kind of understand, you know, where these auctions. But they give you the idea from. of what the watch and why the watch is so important. Right. <laughs> but that was so funny. The other night he looks at him and goes, "What's with the watch? What's, with, what's the watch? Like I don't know. Am I supposed to know what the watch is?" I just wanted to make sure like, that I was Tony's a... watches that controls an Iron Man suit or no, he already gave the... that away when he takes glasses that can destroy the entire world. And just hands them to Peter. <laughs> 17 year old kids. It's Stan Lee's watch. I don't care. <laughs> Tony's stupid. Um, <laughs> he doesn't care when you get to homecoming. I think really puts uh, not home, uh, far from home, way from home, European vacation, whatever really shows like, Everything that's wrong with the with the Marvel Cinematic Universe from the start of Iron Man is Iron Man. Yes. <laughs> yep. Ultron? Hey, I made that. <laughs> Civil War? My fault. These drones and Jake Gyllenhaal being in our being Mysterio? Yep, that's me. Just turn my glasses over to a 17-year-old kid and said, go for it. Except for Thanos. That's the only thing that's not him. I'm sure you can probably tie it to him, though. Thanos winning is because he doesn't shoot Peter Quill. <laughs> um, but the only reason to make the, the the sword retractable is to be able to get it out of that. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a uh, deus machina right there. And you made it retractable well, so he could steal it. Yeah. Well, also, the, seeing it. the tie-ins from the beginning is this guy's such a big sword collector. Well, that's how, like that's that. why you, that, that was, yeah. yes. But the, the thing, yeah, when you see it retract, and the first thing I was like, Guy almost has as many swords as I do. <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, he's got a lot of swords. Doesn't have that place, though. He doesn't have that place. I don't know, unless that's, he's hiding a penthouse somewhere uh, in Beverly Hills that we don't that's know. next on the list. When I saw the Ronin sword, I went, yep, there's another one Ethan's going to get. <laughs> I've seen it a couple of times. I thought about it, but it's never. Well, it's only in Endgame for like yeah. four seconds. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything to me. All right, so <laughs> since it is Thanksgiving weekend... Is it? I couldn't tell. I was just, I was just working all night. Oh, I'm still full. <laughs> I'm hungry. I, mean, I don't know between, what between Thursday and then Friday night. I, I went to my uncle's house. I'm just stuffed. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we did that when I, when <laughs> we had leftovers last night. Mm. When I was uh, hanging out with Dazzler, we used to go to. Um, I would go to Thanksgiving at his house in the afternoon, and then I would come home, <laughs> and I would have more. <laughs> my mom's like, I don't know how you do that. I'm, like, I'm not turning down whipped potatoes and turkey. <laughs> did you say wet potatoes or whipped? Whipped. Okay. So With, Ethan. Whipped. What's your top five things you're thankful for top in pop five. in five. pop culture God. this year? I can't think of five that I'm thankful for. There are five things he watches. <sighs> There's no Witcher this year, and he doesn't watch Walking Dead anymore. What do you think? He doesn't even buy the Ronin sword. 
That's yeah. the, fu- the the top thankful thing he's for is that he doesn't have to buy a sword from this year. Top thankful thing is I have a lot more money than I did last year because I didn't have to buy a lot of things. But there's there's Ghostbusters. There's isn't he a Ghostbusters fan? There there's uh, My Hero Academia movie. That, yeah, I don't know if you're thankful for that. I enjoyed it. I mean, like when you said this last week, I said I'm, I'm thankful that movie theaters thankful, are open again. Yeah, I'm thankful there's more media out there for me to consume. I mean, like, and so you don't well, have to watch Tiger King. Yeah, I mean, over the last year, you know, I started watching a lot more anime and find a lot of stories that I enjoyed, and so I guess that tentacle porn will do that to you. <laughs> no, it's not that. I see. Okay, I'm thankful that. They, that Kevin Smith brought back He-Man, a good He-Man show mm. for Netflix. That's one of the things I'm thankful that happened this year. Mm-hmm. I don't think that thing to be thankful for. As far as being within pop culture, I'm, cons are back. Comic-Con is happening this weekend. Yeah, we go. <laughs> you talked about going. I so wanted to go. Yeah, how'd that work out? I love how you're like, so you, so you went, right? And I was like, no. Why am I going to go by myself? Beth figured you'd even go by yourself. Cons were I've always gone, a group thing for I, me. Like, I would well, never remember. Go. I went to LA Con that, that one year when everybody flaked on me. I went by myself. And let me tell you, it sucks ass. Yeah. <laughs> Bored as hell. Well, the, that one year I went because it was like the first year a few of the Power Rangers were there and I wanted to get their autographs. And I was like, that's it. I went, got them to sign the, the went, Morpher I box came, I made. I got signed and I'm out. And then that's it because I was just like, this isn't fun with other without other people. Well, like, especially the fact that he's not into as much stuff as we're like. That I, is true. I can go to a con by myself. Like I've, you know, I've done Frankenstein's by myself with no problem. I mean, that's a different that's thing. Different. I could do. I do a lot of Comic Con by myself at this point. I thought I would go you know. this weekend to Frankenstein's rather than down to San Diego. Oh, that would have been interesting. I feel like going to Frankenstein's again too. I don't know why. It's open tomorrow. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. I have off. I have, to, I have to, assholes. <laughs> I have to do. Uh, well, you can come I'll do, too. I'll, do, I'll be honest. The no, last no, two times I, he can't come because I know where he's at. I went to the shrine once with Mikey. Mm-hmm. We went in the morning. I go to the bank to get cash. Nothing. I got like four bucks. I was like, "Well, this is great." So I rode with Mikey. Went down there. I'd already bought my ticket. I go in and I find for the thirtieth anniversary of Star Wars, Dark Horse released twelve volumes hardcovers of like series that hadn't been collected before. And number three was the Darth Maul series. Mm -hmm. And it was, and the guys that I was buying books from missed it and they didn't, and I could not find it, could not find it. So I've got one, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 on my shelf. It drove me nuts. Mm -hmm. So I'm there and I'm walking around and I'm seeing Star Wars toys and old joy toys and and this and oh yeah, oh man, I don't have any money. (gasps) And I found it and I know Mikey would have bought it. Yeah. And I still owe Mikey like a thousand dollars. I don't know what the hell I own him, but I'm glad he's not here. He'd be yelling at me right now. Um, <laughs> where's my money, punk? I'm like, shut up. And shut up. <laughs> not buying, not being able to just buy that thing that I needed to fill my collection pissed me off so much. Mm. So yes, I don't. If I don't, if I know when I go to Frankenstein's, so sound like week. I sound like that old. Uh, uh, what's his face character from the, the guy who just kept starting sentence. If I, if I. <laughs> If I go, if I go when I, when I think, okay, so here's the thing. If I go, if I don't go to Frankenstein's when I know I don't have money, mm-hmm. you know, I know that I can spend 200 bucks. Last time, two times I've been to Frankenstein's, I think I bought one thing. Yeah. But that means when you go, when you don't, you're oh, going to yeah. find, you're <laughs> going to find, gonna find all the troopers you want yeah. and they're good prices. Yeah. When we went, I knew it was like, I'm buying mm-hmm. Firefly 
And then I know I have enough to buy a Marvel Legends figure. Look, I found that they found the black series or the black uh, Thor or whatever. And you also found one of the cuckoos. Yeah. So that was, I knew I went there with $200 cash that I either was going to use or put back in the bank. Right. To cover whatever it was. And, and Comic-Con's the same thing. Like Mm -hmm. I know what I have before, you know, so that's not, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. I've got it stuck in my head, especially because like I said, I'm done. I'm done shopping. So like, all right, cool. I don't have to worry about, yeah. oh no, you know, all the expensive stuff has been purchased. Look, the freaking Red Ninja came up available today and I can't get it. <laughs> That's so timing. Then, so then uh, next week we'll go. Yeah. So the next weekend. Maybe. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is the 30th, right? You're going to make all your money on the 30th? Yeah. I guess I get paid this week. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. on Tuesday. So there we go. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I totally spaced because it was Thanksgiving and it realized it was our it was our weekend mm-hmm. to, to we get paid every week and it's direct deposit on Thursday. Then I get Friday and I'm like, oh, man, hey, I got paid last night. Look at that. <laughs> well, they're usually like with Beth's company. They'll usually if it's like the next Monday or something, mm-hmm. especially for Black Friday, they usually put their checks in on Black Friday yeah. so they can spend and usually go back to their store and spend. Yeah, didn't happen this week. <laughs> Like damn it, yeah. no, it's fine. stupid tires. Next, week. I figure we'll do we'll, we'll do Frankenstein's first because there's the other thing. It's a good thing nobody listens to this because I don't want to give the tips to them. You know the best time to buy toys on eBay is is January. Oh yeah, because those guys are all like, either I don't have room or I don't have money. Yeah. When I was I bought so much of the the three three quarter Star Wars stuff a few years ago, and I swear within two months I was looking back at some of those figures. This is twice as much as what I paid for. Mm-hmm. because guys just have deals that are out there. And, mm-hmm. you know, now with all these groups and stuff, it's probably not as lucrative, but that is the best. And I was like, we'll go in January. Yeah. Let's we'll set it up first weekend in January. We'll go in January. You'll have all that, all that Christmas money because he's going to sell all his toys. Who is? You. Me? <laughs> I just canceled my, uh, my yeah, backing of the Rancor. When you, when you tell me this morning, like, I got X in my bank, I'm going, well, you're, you don't have 350 in two <laughs> weeks to drop out. To get pulled out of it. No. But that's not why I dropped it. It wasn't going to get pulled out anyway. <laughs> the way that campaign is going. With it's it's going to get. They'll, it's going to. I mean, that's, fund it. that's a lot of time yeah. and energy. Like losing Cookie Monster is no big deal. Losing your first Black Series, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. It just isn't It isn't worth that price. It'll either get postponed, delayed, or... A lot of people are saying the, it's probably going to... I mean, you may even give it another month. As low as low as it is, it's kind of hard to all of a sudden pipe in some. You know, if it hadn't dropped, oh, they can they can do it if it's not even a real number. That's the thing. Sure, what that, they need to do is go back and be like, you know what, those tiers that we promised, we're gonna, we're canceling that. These are what we're gonna do. A company now. like that's never gonna admit that mistake. Yeah, correct. What it's gonna They'll do add another tier. What it's gonna do is it's gonna have five thousand backers, and they're just gonna say it's nine thousand. Yeah, and. I mean, I've always had the conspiracy theory with the barge. They ended up, because you could only back two of them, right? Correct. Or three of them, I think. They Ooh. went to like the, the, the fan shop types, of, you know, Big Bad Toy Store or whatever, and said, we'll sell them to you. Like you back it and you back it at like $300 instead of five mm-hmm. so that you can sell it. And you've seen, I mean, that has a good purpose. The guys on there that are just like, oh yeah, you're going to make so much money if you sell it in a year. Like Even the Sentinel hasn't even doubled in price. Not out yet. That's probably... <laughs> but it's um yeah you know. see right now it's at forty seven. No, the Sentinel, the Sentinel did ship. Did the Sentinel ship? Oh no, the, the the Razor Gal- Crest. Yeah. yeah, Galactus Galactus is the one that hasn't shipped. Right, because that was just right now the Razor Crest. Uh, the Razor Crest is the one I'm thinking of. They are guys trying to now off off sell or offload their Razor Crest before they even have it. 
Well, yeah, because they're like, oh, well, it got destroyed in the show. I don't want to. did it ever? <laughs> that, that, that was the that wrong meme with the, week. The, I love the, the... As soon as that Someone did finished, this. Someone did the Photoshop <laughs> of the Rancor where the where the Razor Crest was, pre- was parked, mm-hmm. and then the laser coming down <laughs> the HasLab project. And just <laughs> that that was the wrong week to end their back. Oh, my yeah. God. It's all I could think of. I was here. It was so hard not to just like, pause, pause, pause. Because I mean, just go with this. You have you have five thousand people right now that spent three hundred or five hundred bucks on the Razor Crest as a backing, just going no. <laughs> we were both sitting here watching, and you heard Chris go hmm. About the same time, I went hmm. No, I went oh. I was yeah. like oh. Like it just went and and because I went oh because that was surprising anyway. But then immediately my my brain is just like there are five thousand backers right now who just saw that and went. Because it has no chance to become as iconic as anything else in Star Wars. Because it lasted for a season and a half. Uh, yep. And most of it, it's broken. <laughs> That's what they should. They should ship you the Razor Crest in every part imaginable. Don't put anything together. Just like <laughs> you're like the Jawas. Here you go. The Jawas have taken your ship. Put it back together. Build your own. Build your own. Yeah. Make it a model. Because I mean, it, it it gets destroyed there. It gets destroyed. You know, they both can't seasons. Get out. They both seasons. He's, I mean, he's flying ice, when he's on the ice planet. Yeah, he's flying two. between between planets with the back door open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like a UPS truck for God's sakes. <laughs> packages falling out the back. R.I.P. Mikey. Doesn't it even go into the water? Yeah, it falls. It falls they into go, the water. Go to, yeah, they, yeah. On when the, they're on, their, on that, and then, yeah, because that's why the the squid creature or something's in there, and then yeah. what's his face eats it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's got all the it's good got times. all the, the good yeah. times. That's like the the old like ninety two Honda Civic that you just keep duct taping together because you don't want to buy a new car. <laughs> And you just have it for twenty thousand. Yeah, but at least no, the, at least the Falcon. When that's like a ninety nine. Would run. <laughs> yeah, the the Falcon kept the, the, falling. They kept telling you the Falcon was a piece of junk. And I'm like, it's not that big a piece of junk. <laughs> well, if you look at it in solo compared to what yeah. happens at the end of it, you only have to wait forty years for them to really understand why she thinks it's a piece of junk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, spaceships are supposed to look like that. <laughs> All nice. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> even the inside was the really... Razor Crest. Is like, no, this thing is a piece of. This is garbage. Yeah. It keeps falling apart. It was already old and outdated anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But see, what'll happen is season three, he'll find a new one. It'll be the Razor Crest 2. As long as it looks better than the Slave 2 did. Be the Razor Cold. Remember the Slave 2 oh, in Dark God, Empire? Yeah. It was just like a just like a triangle or some crap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is not a good ship. I love Cam Kennedy, but no, this is no good. <laughs> it was horrible. It was no good. Be the Razor And that's Cold why game. he has it back. And it gets destroyed when they're on um uh, Narshada and yeah. then in the next series in, in Dark Empire 2 he's back at the Slave 1 I'm like that's what should have went with yeah. people got old cars they can have old spaceships yeah keep it going for a while <laughs> duct tape duct tape fixes space everything tape. space tape space tape yeah space duct tape space duct tape alright anything else nope nope did you say something earlier when we did that we gotta write this down no, no we did everything we did everything I thought you mentioned like four things I said three things yeah and we ended up doing four things because we talked about Jurassic Park. So that's right. That was extra. Jurassic World, no. Like, oh, you guys didn't so even know the name of the title. I knew it. I had it right the whole time. No, you're like Dominion? Mm-hmm. I know it was Dominion. Nope. I told you it was Dominion or Dominion. 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 All right, on that note, we're going to wrap things up. <laughs> I thought that was wrapping it up. <laughs> I was hitting stop. That's when you like flick the lights on and off to try to get people to leave. <laughs> 
Check us out on Facebook.com as Nerdables. No, don't. No, Insta- don't do it. <laughs> Instagram as Nerdables. Do and nope, on don't do that Twitter either. at Nerdables Ethan Show. Ethan doesn't even post that. Nope. I, I, we don't think we still have a Twitter. We need Travis back to get us suspended. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, no, but uh, the Facebook now, every time the show goes up, it automatically goes to Facebook now. We actually had a conversation on Facebook about the show this last, past week. Mm-hmm. And somebody started listening. <laughs> I'm more mad at him for not listening. I was like, and, and then Doug admitted that he's still listening. Yeah, but, but he's, he's just three months, months behind. behind. So hi, Doug from the future. <laughs> Doug, yeah, no, yes. yes, we're talking to Doug in the future. Yes, yes. when he I, listens to this, the new Nickelodeon be... show, Doug in the future. Yeah. <laughs> or we could be the blaster in the past. No, we're Very talking to Doug in the future. Doug in the that future was another Doug uh, in the future. Brendan Fraser movie. Last from the past. Yep. Really? Good for Brendan Fraser. Boy, he he's gotten big. Yeah, did hey. you think he was going to keep the Encino Man physique for the rest of his life? He was shredded in Not that. Not to movie. mention that he was probably depressed for the last like twenty years. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Like, Everybody loves him. The bad thing was in in Doom Patrol. The, you have there's a there's an episode where you see him as him himself and the robot man and you're going there's no way Brendan Fraser's fitting in that suit. <laughs> you're going he's just doing the voice that makes sense now. I'm happy that he's just getting back. Uh, to work. I, I am. I, I, really, I look, really enjoyed. He survived. He survived being in Rise of Cobra. So yeah, nobody else. Nobody that. else from that movie is working. Really. Channing Tatum's got a new movie. Was he really in that movie, though? I mean, it's the first one? Channing Tatum. Yeah, he was in it. His spirit wasn't in it at all. <laughs> so he had checked out before that movie started shooting. He's got, he's got a new one, The Dog, or mm. Name the Dog, or something. Yeah, he's bringing the. It's one I of think the, it's just dog. Maybe was that one of the sixty-two previews we saw before yeah. Ghostbusters? <laughs> yes. Oh my god! I mean, geez, and crackers. Oh, the funniest thing was Ethan sitting over there with his eyes and ears covered when Spider-Man comes on and Spider-Man. the, and, and the, the usher walks by and looks at him like, what is wrong with this person? Just mind your business. All right. Just deliver your food and go. And she looked at you like, is, is he okay? Do we need to call somebody? No, he's autistic. Don't worry about it. As soon as the movie starts, it'll be fine. <laughs> There's 143 previews before. Oh, that. there was. I know. At least three of them were complete. Like, why is this in front of this? Yep. Because you'd get like, here's the kids movie of the year. We saved them. Yeah, Clifford, the Brick Rag Dog. Woo. And then the next one was like, a thriller with sex, drugs, and violence. Like, what? These don't work. They're like, all Sony projects. I don't care. You don't say <laughs> the Sony project. So the problem like, is, here's the one for 10-year-olds. And like, here's the one for 50-year-olds who want to masturbate in the theater. Like, go. So the problem is that Ghostbusters PG-13 is has a wide range of... People mm-hmm. that are a little younger than 13 and people that are older than 13. So but here's got to show three. So funny is that everybody got up and left before the end of that movie. And at the end, yeah, of, there was like only like the movie. family behind us was just like, not, I never get like, we, excuse me, I'm tired and hungry. We get, uh, we went to see Eternals and people got up. Like, Where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> every time we, every time we go to a Marvel movie now, it's and people get up and leave. Years. Going, like, what are you doing? I'll catch it when it's on Disney plus. Yeah, pretty much. I think that might be now. I was like, I'm not waiting for this. I feel like those the the people that leave are just like the casual watchers. Oh, I've seen the movie. Okay, I'm going to look. Go. You sat through the previews. You can sit through the credits. You have to sit through the previews. They they lock you down now. Like here, look what's coming from MGM. Yep. 
Oh, so many previews. The previews. And then they, they, they leave the, the lights up now for the previews, which is stupid. The lights up because people don't show up at the time. I know. Or they have the. There's nothing better than when it's dark and having people like, I don't know. I think it's, it's this bit. Is this lightsaber on their freaking phone to see what is this D10 no Jesus or the family that walks past to go to the bathroom the seven times but the little, oh my god never pick those seats again the little never. boys never one ducking down never ever pick those seats I saw you pick those seats I was like damn it I knew I should have started this is the worst place to sit right in that in that spot because between that and and here you go drunk girls here's your pretzel that you ordered always walk right in front of you well, the worst three seats or three rows back were the ones talking. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm so excited! That was in front of us. Yeah. No, they were behind too. That's why I always sit at the end. <laughs> so I always I sit at the top because there's no one behind you. Because voices project forward, and I don't have anybody yes, behind. But when you're when you're having the surround sound, when you're behind, I don't care. I like having it there. <laughs> Good, sit in front of the thing and have the kid bowl in front of you for six times. I'll be up the top. And actually, be able to hear half the movie <laughs> rather than. Hey, guy, Paul Rudd is the sexiest motherfucker alive. I think they're gonna bone. But yes, in the middle of the movie, like, oh my god, I love this movie so much. I don't care. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? I mean, we thought it was bad before the pandemic, and then we put people home for eighteen months watching brand new movies. Going, oh my god! So did you see what Kyle did yesterday? He texted me and he said, "I want to bone you," and I said, "I don't want to bone him." Meanwhile, Dune's on or whatever. <laughs> Oh, you know, I watched it. What was it about? I have no idea. I was talking about Kyle and his boner. Oh, I hate people so much. And on that note, I get it. See you next week. I, I still I love going to the movie theaters, the movie theater, the projection and everything. I'm like Nicole Kidman walking through with massive amounts of plastic surgery going here. When people die, you're OK with it. And you're like, no, I'm not. But OK. Also, I, that the first time I saw that was when I went to see Dune. With Roberto and everyone in the theater by itself. And was like, we come here to see... And we had already been through like 90 previews. So she comes in like, we come here to see movies. I'm like, yeah, some of us do, but apparently not. Because you don't show. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. All right. See you next time. We'll see you next time. No, we'll talk to you next time. Because you can't see them. Can you tell them about Facebook again that we're never on? <laughs> Facebook.com slash Nerdables. Instagram as Nerdables. Don't and on there. Twitter at Nerdables Show. Don't go to any of those. On so for Chris, Ethan, I'm Ray saying we will talk to you next time. <laughs>